G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the Sydney Racing Show. It's a pleasure to be joined by Mark Sheen and Mark Roden. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you because we've got a couple of viewer questions and one is from a Jay Dickens. Uh, at what point did Mark turn off last night uh, and are the storm to cover the line one of the great gifts of 2021? No, I watched the full 80 minutes, Dicko. It's a pleasure to watch the Roosters uh, be beaten, uh, being the arch enemies of my team, the Rabbitohs. So, no, I watched every minute of that, mate. <laughs> how, do you, how are you finding the NRL season? Because obviously there's been some rule changes. Origin as a neutral has been borderline unwatchable unless you've got a bet in play. Uh, are you a bit over the season so far? Um, look, the, the game's changed dramatically uh, because of the rule changes. Um, I think they worked last year because they only had a six again for the ruck infringements, which made the game faster, but was still manageable. But now six again for... You can get six again for farting now, so... Um, <laughs> it's just changed the game completely, and uh, it's... The, the chasm is unbelievable. Now, it's like watching a side come up from C Division to play the A Division. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. But speaking of rule changes and speaking of changes overall, Rose Hill debut of the Midways this weekend. Mark Roden, 10 race card. How do you feel? It's a heavy track. You're just limbered up and ready to go for some benchmark 72 provincial action. That's fantastic, isn't it? Uh... We've been crying out for the races to start at 11 o'clock in the morning so we can compete with the Mexican dogs or whatever's on Sky Channel at that time in the morning. Um, yeah, they just find, find a new way every few months to torture us. Um, I don't see why there was a need for this race. Great for the trainers and connections who qualify for the race, 100,000 for basically a midweek race. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I've given up on the highways. It's just too much. I mean, I, I found the highways, the, the country um, version, um, I wasn't winning on them, and it was the, taking me the longest of any race on the card to do each week because you had 20-horse fields coming from all over the state in a lot of cases. Uh, sometimes you get a standout like it's me, but they were few and far between. They're usually pretty rubbishy races, so I, I've, uh, I've, I've cut that out, but uh, now they've added an extra run for me. Yeah, exactly. Mark Sheen, well, oh, go, go ahead. Oh, mate, no, I wonder what the knock-on effect will be um, for midweek racing because... Um, you know, we do have a big field here, capacity field uh, on Saturday for the first yeah. of the midways, and I, I assume that that will be the case going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's got to be a knock-on effect to field sizes for midweeks and even filtering back to the provincials, you would think, because they're taking and they're taking a group of horses that would normally race there. That, that's the pool of horses for sure. And bear in mind, it was only a couple of weeks ago we had back-to-back six race cards on the Wednesday and Thursday. So it's not as if that balls overly deep at the moment. I was just going to ask, uh, in terms of doing the form, I mean, you must be looking at these 10 race cards and thinking, well, where, where's my starting point? Which races am, am I going to be prioritising here? And Mark Sheen, I guess yeah. now that you've got a highway and a midway, are, are you actually looking at those races towards the end and if you've got time, you'll be looking through them? Um, yeah, well, I don't, I don't do much on the highways. I'm a bit like Mark. Um, I've struggled with them. Um, they're coming from all areas and um, I just, at my age, I don't have the uh, the patience anymore. <laughs> um, I might get to the end of the races and, and lay something if it doesn't look any good. That's about the only thing that I'll uh, stick my head into the highways. Other people might be totally different, but that's that's my go. Okay. Uh, one more question from William. Hi, guys. Uh, I've heard Mark Sheen talk about trials in the past on previous shows, and I recall him saying something about horses wearing weighted shoes or heavy saddles in the trials. 
If so, how can you tell if they have them on or not? That's from William. Yeah, well, you'd have to actually be at the trials to uh, to make a note of that, William. Um, you'd have to be at the gap and see the horses come out uh, and make a note uh, for yourself. That would be the only way you'd be able to know. You couldn't tell from just watching on TV. Okay. There it is. Uh, let's jump into the quaddy. We'll start with race seven now. It's a benchmark 72 over 1,500 for the three-year-olds and four-year-olds. And in terms of the market, we've got La Chevrolet favourite at $4, uh, Papal Warrior around $6.50, Wild Chap $7.50, double figures for the rest there. Mark Shane, new ball, take it away. Yeah, uh, well, uh, La Chevrolet was pretty unlucky the other day. Um, has not drawn a very good barry here, but uh, having said that, we're three weeks in a row at Rose Hill, so I'm not sure what we're going to end up with. We've had more rain overnight, and track is now a heavy nine with a penetrometer of 6.13, which is the worst it's been since August of last year. So it's a pretty wet track. Not much of a type, this last Chevrolet. First time I saw it at Ramick the other day, very light, but maybe that's the sort of type you need for these wet conditions. Uh, I found it a tricky race, but I'm going with Omudgy. I know it found the best ground at Canterbury and got a pretty soft time, but he is a good, very good wet tracker by... Sacred Falls, and uh, I just thought he might roll forward into a decent spot here. Paper Warrior got the right run the other day, but can he put back-to-back wins? He wins the other day. Foot Bubble was a rough chance down the bottom, number 15. Tricky race, but uh, I know much at the price. Okay, Mark Roden, any thoughts there for race seven? Yeah, I, I was on the Chevrolet the other day. It was pretty horrible to watch. Uh, Mind you, um, mailbag followers were saved by Rob Scurry there. He found the winner at 61. That the Queensland all seemed too many. Well, Chevrolet was very stiff there. I expect they just roll forward and try and get in in the first three or four from here. I I know you like chasing your money, the, the start after, um, Pete. I, I think the price is about right, to be honest, around the 370 mark. If it got bigger, um, I could entertain it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, paper, I thought it in paper warrior with the, but I'm, I'm not too different from the market on either of them. The one I've, I've tried to find was Titanium Power coming off the um, Cardiac Arrhythmia run and a <coughs> soft trial since. Form was pretty good before that, and I expect it to roll forward. But I, yeah, now we're in this six penetrometer range and a genuine heavy nine. It could only get to an eight at best. I'm not 100% sure that's what he wants. But yeah, I thought on an improving track I could entertain him at ne- nearly 20 to one, but. I'm not sure if they, they might even scratch him on a track this wet. Yeah, just struggle to come up with a firm opinion on this race. Okay, let's go to race eight, benchmark 78 over 1300. Uh, market has Vitesse favourite at $3.40, best available from Smart Image at $4. Starla, Taxu, they're around seven. Molly Coddle, seven fifty. Uh, we've already had a number of scratchings, five of them out of this field. Mark Sheen, any thoughts on race eight? Yeah, I thought Vitesse would get a pretty soft time in front here and be hard to beat. Um, she has a very narrow defeat on a heavy 10, got other good heavy form. Um, good win on the Kenzo the other day, set outside the lead or near the lead and, and fought them off all the way up the straight. And from barrier one, I can see getting some sort of control here in the early stages. So not a horse I'd probably normally find around that price, but I just think um, things might fall into place for her there. And I thought Molly Coddle... Been probably a touch disappointing, but getting out to 1,300 metres and on a really heavy track uh, is certainly in her favour. She won on a bog one day at Wong coming from last, and 
these weather conditions will certainly suit her. So that's the way I'm going, six from 14. Okay, Mark Roden, your thoughts in race eight? Yeah, don't love this race either. The test coming off that win, probably right part of the track, Jay McDonald at Kenzo. Still a nice win. And as Mark said, I mean, her racing style is great. She just puts herself in the race every start. So you're always going to get a sight back in her. I just thought it was a touch short. Smart image. Got the right run last time. Did hammer home. It was a good run, but um, probably a touch flattered as well. Starla is just capable of running outstanding sections, but she's drawn out again. She's probably going to be last, and if there's not a great deal of speed on up front, that's going to play against her again, so <coughs> that might even get rid of her. Um, yeah, struggle. I, I suppose it's for Tess on top by default, but I don't really want to take the price. One interesting runner is the first up of the top weight cognac, who um, has been gelded and also has blinkers on first time, and horses with that combination are very profitable profitable for back as a group. It's worth noting. So not declaring this one by any means, but just worth um, noting if you do see um, the blinkers on first time, um, plus the horse has been gelded, that's a, that's a bit of a sweet spot. Okay. I think he'd be an important uh, yard watch from Rob there. He's a big, heavy horse, so um, it would he looked very fat first up last preparation. So um, I think it would be very dependent on what Rob says there, how it parades before the race. Yeah, it, it, you've with that gelding and blinkers on, you'd, you'd prefer it with a real sprint type first up at 1100 or something. That's that's more the time. This one um, has probably got a bit against him. Okay. Uh, race nine is over 1800 metres. It's a benchmark 78. You've got Wicklow favourite at 220, Lakeen at six, Criminal Code is eight, and that is the market. Mark Sheen, this Wicklow obviously is a promising former international, just won three on the bounce here in Australia. Uh, $2.20, is it a back or a lay for you? Uh, a bit too short for me. Um, I've got to say, he looked very light um, at Rose Hill, and I thought he might actually go for a spell after that win, but maybe it's testament to the fact that he's done well since the run. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think he had another run in him looking at him. But, again, uh, you know, those light frame types on heavy ground can be an advantage, but, um, no, I can't come at 220, so that makes it immoral. Um <laughs> I'm going to back Harpo Marks. Got back in a very slowly run race the other day. It was a leader-dominated race. Soska Zula won that race. They, I think they went 38-8 for their first 600. Very slow pace. Got back, ran on strongly. Blocked for a run up the straight. Has a little bit of wet form, so I just thought a bit of value number six, Harpo Marks, for me. Look, um, the other one in the race, Lakeen, will probably roll forward. I'm not sure that he's a winner, though. I'm not sure he's very brave, but uh, he should be there in the right spot with Tim Clark aboard. So... Yeah, I think I'll let the favourite go at those odds. Okay. Are you an each-way punter or just straight out? On occasion, yeah, on occasion. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts on this favourite here? Yeah, too short for me. Um, interesting to hear Mark's comments there about uh, him looking like that might have been the last run of his prep, so that's just, you know, you want everything to be right when you're in this price range. Mm. I also thought that was a really funny race. Um, it was a four-horse field. And they've gone breakneck speed, which was totally unexpected, and played right into his hands. Uh, I think, look, he's promising. He's clearly got ability, but I think everything went right for him that day. This is a this starts on a bend, this 1800. So gate 11 isn't ideal. He's going to have to do something clever in the first 400 metres to get get in. Just another reason I wouldn't take 220. So I've got to be around him. Um, I landed on Criminal Code, who was very good first up. 
I, mean, I don't know about this wet, but I've got to forgive last day when it was never on the track and should get a much better run from the three here. Thought it was a little bit of value. Giving Harpo Marks a chance, I might even save on it. Yeah, certainly looking for 1800 now. Nothing wrong with its wet form. And, yeah, excuses first up and should have been brought on by that. And, yeah, I agree about Lakeen. I I had and ended up not backing him last start when it looked a very good race for him with the map. And, yeah, he, he could be a bit of a pack chaser because he, he got out kicked by no compromise at the top of the straight and then went with him. Um, he certainly wasn't, he didn't put the field away himself after a pretty good run and it was only when the other one headed him that he started digging in again, which is not a great sign in my book. Um, look, he'll roll forward from the outside and be in the race again, but yeah, I don't know if he's a betting proposition. So, um, keen to oppose Wicklow, but uh, against that hard to be extremely confident, but uh, criminal code at the price for me, I think. Okay, sounds good. Uh, that brings us to the last, which is benchmark 78 over 1,400 metres. The market has expat favourite at $3.10 from Steel, Diamond and Catalan, around $5 each. Uh, Miss Einstein's 9 Then you're up to Cafe Royale and Saigon at 12 Mark Sheen, anything in the last? Uh, I like expat. I thought it did a lot of work to get over the other day. First uh, split was the fastest uh, first 600 of the day. Drew a wide alley, comes up with a much better draw here. Uh, the other pace in the race is Cafe Royale and Invinciano, who may not even start with a heavy track from 14. So I can't see a lot of speed here. I think Expat will dominate in front, loves the heavy. I think it'll run 1,400, looks the one to beat. Miss Einstein ran second to it the other day, and this really wet conditions will play into her hands. She won one day Warwick Farm on an absolute bog. Uh, I think the wetter the track has probably put Catlin out of play. Was hoping for uh, an improving track rather than a track going the other way. So uh, eight from 12 for me in the last. Okay, Mark Roden. Yeah, I agree. It, it hard to come into Catalan after the other day. I, I know she looked terrible by Rob's report uh, and was a market, uh, a big drifter in the market. Um, but look, they might have scratch her. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. If the, if the track stays in the nine range, which leaves us with. Uh, expat and Miss Einstein, really. Um, I thought there was maybe a shade too much between in the market. I thought Miss Einstein loves the wet and um, was closed, closed off quite well, probably run to suit, but did close off well <coughs> and might be suited here. I'd probably, as a betting proposition, lean to her at the price, but expat is the top pick. Then you, I mean, if you if you pen Catalan, uh, I think Steel Diamond's way too short at 550, I have to say. If Catalan either scratched or unsuited, what are we up to? Things like Cafe Royal, that was a bloody awful race. I backed it, but it was an awful race. It went at Warwick Farm. Invinciano, almost certain to be scratched. Saigon, get well back again. Yeah, I mean, map-wise, it looks like ex expat um, with Miss Einstein, the runner-on, and maybe a touch of her. Okay. That brings us to the end of 10 races uh, i'll get your best plays whether they be best bets value bets or lay bets mark sheen for yourself um i think cisco bay will be hard to beat in race number six if they can come from the back so it'll, a lot will depend on track pattern of the day he's a back marker but um ran great splits to win there at uh, at randwick um first up of course rose hill's not randwick though so he may not fit into the same position so just hoping that horses can run on from the back and in the same race, I thought Canasta was 
very short for a horse who's got two very bad runs on heavy ground. So I don't know why he is so short. Um, so I'm backing Cisco Bay and we'll lay Canasta. Okay, sounds good. Mark Roden for yourself. Uh, my best bet of the day is race six, number nine, Cisco Bay. Um, I think it'll be actually closer in the run than last time from gate six. Drew very wide first up. Um, in, a, in a formal life, he was a non-placer, so I, I don't think he necessarily just has to go straight back, and I hope that's the case. I hope he's midfield, and I think he'll be uh, very, very strong again late. I think the reason um, Canasta is ahead of me in the betting is just a good old straight weights and measures. He meets him, I think, four kilos better off for only getting beaten a, a neck or something by him in that race. And he's run well, run well again on uh, on pace since. So I think that is why um, the market has Canasta shorter than Cisco Bay, but I disagree. I'm in Cisco Bay. Okay, very good. Thank you to you both. Uh, we'll catch up next week to preview the next Saturday's meeting. And until then, go well. Best of luck on the pump. See you guys. Thanks, mate.